Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Wednesday, January the 26th. And oh boy, we've got a lot of things to talk about. I know the headlines are kind of uh, frightening to a lot of us right now, but the Bible says that we do not need to live in fear. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Before I get started today, I can't, I have to start off with this story that really broke yesterday. And as I'm, you know, reading this, I, I honestly can't believe it. I was telling my husband, I'm like, what kind of a world are we living in where this can even happen? But at Boston, uh, Boston's Brigham and Women's Hospital, we learned yesterday that a dude, a 31 year old guy named DJ Ferguson, who was at the front of the line to receive a heart transplant. Uh, the hospital denied him yesterday because of his, wait for it, vaccination status. 31-year-old guy who's on death's door, needs a heart transplant at the front of the line. By the way, we know that these so-called shots, these so-called vaccines are causing myocarditis. They're causing blood clots. They're causing untold numbers of injuries. And if I was getting a heart transplant, the last thing I'd want to do is risk that I could possibly get myocarditis from an experimental vaccine. So this guy rightly says, no, thank you. I don't want that. And so now the hospital says he's no longer eligible to receive the heart transplant. So the hospital, of course, you know, trying to save face which really, I hope every single person listen. I'm going to link back to in the show notes today how you guys can reach out to Boston's uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital. They should, if they're getting federal funding, which I'm sure they are, it should be stripped from them. For This is ridiculous. So here's what they're saying. Like many other transplant programs in the United States, the COVID-19 vaccine is one of several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates in the Mass General Brigham system in order to create the best chance for a successful operation. (laughs) Wow, okay. Systems across the country began requiring COVID-19 vaccination for organ recipients and donors in October. Wow. So I don't even know what to say about these people anymore. They're criminals in my estimation. I've been telling you guys this now for quite a while. The fact that that we're even having these conversations, this guy who needs a new heart, 31 years old, if he had a healthy heart, I would imagine he's got a long life ahead of him. And now his father is speaking out because of the discrimination, really that's the word, that is being levied against him because he won't participate in the COVID-19 experiment. And that's what it is. I mean, even Bill Maher, I was I was uh, watching with some a fair degree of fascination, I'm not going to lie. I was watching Bill Maher talking about the pandemic and just saying, can we please be done now? Because clearly this isn't, everything the government's trying to do isn't working. None of it's working. And yet, here we are. I read a great article by uh, my friend Dennis Prager talking about why Americans, you know, particularly people like Heidi St. John, who has been very, very outspoken in my 
opposition to these mandates and the lunacy and the stupidity that we have seen on on display. And people have died because of it. Dennis Prager was talking about why he believes that there's such a disconnect between the pro-maskers and the anti-vaxxers and this or anti-maskers. And this is what he said. He said, watching half of our fellow Americans accept and engage in such irrational behavior not to mention sometimes hysterically enforce it as myriad social media videos attest, not only depresses the rest of us, it frightens us. That more than half of our country willingly obeys completely irrational orders raises the question, what irrational orders from the state would they not obey? And this is the issue. This is the issue that we're no longer allowed to think for herself for ourselves anymore we have to follow the mainstream media on this and it's just simply not working there is a the, there's cracks in the facade all over the place the federal government uh right now biden is saying okay okay we're gonna roll back the we're gonna roll back the uh the osha requirement now we're gonna go ahead and just say go ahead and and do it but the fact of the matter is the midterms are coming biden's approval rating has absolutely it's in the toilet now. And you're seeing hospitals come out and say, well, guess what? Uh, these these um, transplant patients are going to be denied care because of this. What a shameful, shameful era we are living in. Uh, Fox News anchor, I don't really love Fox News anymore, but Fox News anchor Bill Hemmer said yesterday, that he received his free COVID-19 test through the mail using President Biden's new testing initiative. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all of these at-home kits were made in China. And it's shocking to me. Congrats, U.S. government. We got all of our tests from China. These are the people that got us into this thing in the first place, but let's go ahead and give them our money for tests. This whole thing, it stinks to high heaven. And if you're watching the news, what's happened, you cannot possibly miss the fact that Putin is ready at any moment now, absolutely ready to invade Ukraine. We're on the brink of a disaster right now around the world. We're watching China teasing Taiwan. Why is this happening? Because these people are emboldened. They're emboldened because we see weakness now. The United States is losing its power around the world. We're losing our our station as a superpower. And the truth of the matter is it emboldens evil, rogue nations such as China. China is not our friend. North Korea is not our friend. Russia is not our friend. And when we're going to figure this out uh, is beyond me, honestly. But that's not the point of what I'm trying to say today. The point is there we have a lot of reasons right now, certainly, to be anxious. We have a lot of reasons to be frustrated, to be worried. And yet we know that it doesn't help anyone. <laughs> it doesn't help anyone. By the way, I'm gonna take a brief break from where I'm where I'm headed. And just let you guys know that I am hosting a constitutional live class. I, Heidi St. John, let me grab my paper so I can read it to you guys. I, Heidi St. John, am hosting constitutional live. Uh, It's happening Sunday, starting January 30th. So we just had our very first one this last Sunday. And so it's a great time for you guys to 
come and do this with me. I'll link back to how you can do it in the show notes today. But you're going to learn your rights. You're going to gain more constitutional knowledge than 99% of Americans. We're going to give you tangible action steps to help preserve liberty. Uh, it's Rick Green who does this thing. The guy's a hoot and holler in good time. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be inspiring. You're going to learn the biblical, historical, and constitutional foundation for our freedom. You guys can join me. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. But it's Sundays, January 30th to March 6th. So just six Sundays from five to seven. It's free. Please, please, please come and learn the Constitution. The state of Washington is being subjected right now to ridiculous, and I I mean ridiculous, legislation from the liberals. There's really no other way to say it. And, and one of these days, soon, I will read a whole bunch of them off to you and you will all be praying for us here in Washington state. But you know what? I won't be driven from my home. And I will not live in fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And we can live in peace as Christians. The Bible is filled with verses that can bring us peace in the middle of struggles and worries and fear. And in God's word, he promises that he will give us his peace, which he says passes all understanding. Well, what does that mean? It means that no matter what happens around us, God gives his children a peace that the world looks at and goes, I don't get it. Why do these guys have peace? It was the reason that I could have peace in the hospital when my nephew was in that devastating car accident. It was the reason that my husband and I could have peace when we lost a baby through miscarriage. It's the reason that when we lose our jobs or when something happens in the government that perplexes us and makes us angry, we know that at the end of the day, we live at the pleasure of the Lord. We're here to serve him. And the best thing that we can do as the world continues to dissolve into chaos, and I keep telling you guys, I do think this is going to get harder before it gets easier. We have allowed this in our country. And allowed it around the world. And many of us, I still have a couple of kids at home. Many of us are speaking out boldly. I mean, I'm watching uh, people like Tony Stockton taking a stand for freedom. I, it's so uh, it's so exciting and encouraging to me. I'm watching pastors finally, finally starting to talk about these things from their pulpits. Did you know that MyPillow is so much more than pillows? Jay and I recently switched to the MyPillow mattress and we love it. You guys need to check this out because with my special promo code, you can receive up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541. Don't forget to use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. But at the end of the day, the best thing that we can do when we're filled with the anxiety that comes from the headlines and from watching what's happening in the news and around the world, the best thing that we can do is go back to what we know is true. And that is that God wants us to have 
peace. And that includes being at peace. Well, how do we experience that? How do we experience the peace of God? First of all, you can't experience the peace of God unless you know him, unless you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior into your life. And I don't often share the gospel message on here. I think mostly because I assume that most of you guys listening have already accepted Christ into your life. But it's coming to the to the point to the point in when you realize, uh, A, I have a creator. At least this was for me. And having a creator changes everything. And my quest for a creator takes me to the Bible. And the Bible says that I was made in the image of God and that before I took a single breath while I was being woven together in the depths of the earth and my mother's womb, that he saw me, he knew me, he loves me, he knows me. The Bible talks about our struggle with sin. And why we needed a savior, that we're separated from God because of our sin. I was in church last weekend. We go to uh, Radiant Church in Camas, and I was there last weekend, and they're doing a sermon series right now on sin. And you'd think, wah, wah, you know, who wants to who wants to listen to a sermon series on sin, right? It's been so good because the Bible says that sin is a, is a power. It's not a thing. It's not a thought. It's an actual power. Think about the demonic power that we are dealing with in the culture right now. And the best way to handle sin is to confess it, right? He's faithful and just. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from our righteousness. But as my pastor so rightly pointed out the other day, we're going to struggle with sin from now until the day we go home. And even though, do you guys ever wonder why you why you struggle with the same things over and over again? Right? Uh, it could be anything, whatever that thing is that you're just like, oh, I did it again. I, I fell for that. Or maybe my flesh just got so weak and I was like, you know, I just don't care tonight. I'm just going to, I'm going to give in to this thing, even though I know I'm going to wake up in the morning and regret it. Because even when we think we're done with sin, as my pastor so rightly pointed out, it's not done with us. And the way that we respond to the circumstances around us show us where our trust is and where our hope is. And and so many of us have learned, and we've, I've been talking about this for a long time, our hope has not been in the Lord in this country, not even inside of our churches. And so if you've never come to accept Christ into your life, all it is is coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, I need you. I am sorry for my sin. I recognize, God, that you sent your son Jesus to be sin for me. He died for me. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he hears you and he'll hear you and forgive your sin. And so ask him to forgive you your sin and to come into your life and to be the Lord of your life. We can't experience the peace of God until we first come to him in humility and accept him as Lord of our life. That's where it starts. And then after that, the Bible says, boy, once that happens, you're a new creature. In 1 Peter 3.11, it says they must turn from evil and do good. You must seek peace and pursue it. In Philippians 4, starting in verse 6, the Apostle Paul said, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, he didn't say it might guard your heart and your mind. He said it will. That's the peace of knowing 
that God has us and that he loves us. This is the peace of God that's not available to someone who doesn't know Jesus. And that's why I started off by saying, I'm talking about the peace of God, but it's not available to you if you don't know him. I know people who are deeply religious, but they don't know Jesus. Jesus is the the change agent. Jesus is the the one who, knowing him, that personal relationship with Jesus, he's the one who helps us in times like this. In Psalm 4, 8, one of my favorite verses I used to read to my children when they were little, I can lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. In 2 Thessalonians, again, the Apostle Paul said, may the Lord of peace give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord will be with all of you. We know that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. It's evidence that God is at work in you. So no matter what's happening around you, even though you might be frustrated and even though you might even be angry, it's not wrong to be angry. The Bible says in your anger, do not sin. It's recognizing why that peace is so important. It's not a denial of what's happening around us. I mean, I could come on the podcast, I suppose, every day and just talk about, you know, the good things and we could talk about recipes. I know some of you are frustrated because you wish that I wouldn't talk about politics so much, but the truth of the matter is we got to start talking about what's going on around us. To ignore it is so foolish, but it doesn't mean that we can't have peace in our hearts. This is what allowed Corey Tenboom to go through the Nazi concentration camps and keep her eyes on Jesus. It was the peace of God. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's an act of the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah 12, verse two, it says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become also my salvation. The Apostle Paul in Colossians 3 reminded the church at Colossae that the best way for them to achieve the thing that they were looking for, the unity that they wanted, was to let the peace of Christ rule in their hearts. Why? He said, well, because as members of one body, you are called to peace. But he doesn't stop there. He says, and be thankful. So as you're listening to this today, I'm going to ask you, what do you have to be thankful for? I can think of a lot of things right off the top of my head. I'm thankful for a husband who's been faithful to me for coming up on 33 years. I'm thankful that my children, oh, thank you that my children are walking with the Lord. I'm thankful for the work that God is doing at the Homeschool Resource Center. I'm thankful for people like Rick Green who are standing up for freedom and teaching people in the United States why freedom is worth defending and then turning it back around and talking about what it means to be a citizen according to the Bible. I'm thankful for a staff at MomStrong International who loves the Lord. Thankful for Sarah Welcome. Thankful for the staff at the Homeschool Resource Center. Thankful for the people that make this podcast possible. Thankfulness in the morning when we wake up, when we set our hearts into be in tune with the Lord, that thankfulness is what sets the stage for the whole rest of the day. And this is really what Paul was trying to teach him. Let the peace of, of God dwell richly in your heart, but be thankful. And finally, Isaiah 26, verse 3, and I'm going to end with this today because this is where everything hinges. 
Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Why? Because they trust in you. Your mind can be steadfast. You can talk about what's happening in the world and not let it uh, drive you into, you know, a fetal position behind your bedroom door. We don't need to live in fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. And the, the headlines are going to change every single day. And I really, I do mean it, you guys. Uh, do contact uh, Brigham and Young in Boston and say, what is wrong with you people? I mean, call them out. This should be on the news. It should be everywhere that people are being denied transplants because of because they won't get a vaccine. What What in the world? What in the world? It's so important for us to look to see what we can help with. Lord, how can I use the gifts that you've given me, my hands, my feet, my voice, my talent, my time, my treasure? How can I be a part of the healing that this nation and the world desperately needs? The first thing we do is we recognize it won't happen apart from Jesus. The second thing we do is we recognize that we have an opportunity to be both salt and light and to bring hope and healing into the world. And we can't do it if we're not at peace. And we can be at peace if we know the Lord. This is the message that your kids need to hear today, mom and dad. They don't need to see you all freaked out. They need to see you trusting in the Lord. I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast and for your comments. I love hearing from you. You can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com, forward slash mailbox Monday, fill out the form. And, uh, just know that we're praying for you. We appreciate your prayers and your support of this podcast. It means absolutely means the world to us. Before I leave today, I wanted to say thank you to some new donors, Laura from Colorado. She said, Heidi, I heard about you years ago from listening to a podcast that you did with Dr. Dobson. You mentioned something about your youngest daughter being born in December of 2010. I also have a daughter that was born then. Anyway, Wanted to let you know you've blessed me with your encouraging words. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. Those of you who send in monthly donations to the podcast every single month, you are doing us a tremendous favor and you're helping us get this message out to people all around the world. Keep standing for freedom, you guys. Keep telling the truth. Keep being brave. Keep being strong and courageous. Don't let the spirit of fear get a stranglehold on you. You are who God says you are. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.